0: Definitely took a hard right out of SAS and into consumer packaged goods and just jumped right in with both feet, figuring things out from the ground up um, because this is a category that never existed, a product that never existed, had it patented um, in Canada and the US. There was a lot that went into that process. Um, and so essentially we applied to be on Shark Tank season five.
1: Welcome to Behind the Stays, a podcast that shares the stories behind your favorite Airbnbs and the hosts who've made them memorable. Behind the Stays is brought to you by Spontaneous, a free weekly newsletter that brings you a carefully curated list of last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. Sign up at spontaneous.com. I'm your host, Zach Cruz. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody, Zach here. Quick question before we dive into today's chat. So are you ever scrolling on Instagram and you see these like ridiculously beautiful Airbnbs that look like they're fresh out of a dwell or Restoration of Hardware magazine? And have you ever wondered to yourself, like how the heck are these hosts able to afford to furnish their spaces so elegantly? Well, I wondered this too, until I found out that there's actually a secret that many of the best Airbnb hosts know that enable them to buy things like West Elm Media Consoles, crate and barrel couches, and parachute sheets at prices that you just really can't get anywhere else and that secret Well, it's Minoan, a completely free platform to purchase everything that you need for your short-term rental. If you have more than one short-term rental, chances are that you use some sort of system for your property management, right? Whether it's like a guestie or an uplisting. Well, Minoan is the system that hosts use for furnishing and refreshing their homes. Minoan provides hosts with a one-stop shop to get hundreds of discounts on the world's leading brands and a system where you can manage all of the ordering, all of the tracking, all of the returns, et cetera, in one place, which obviously just saves you a lot of time and money. Oh, and the best part, again, is that Minoan is totally free. Like, no membership fees, no annual dues, nada. Like, it's almost too good to be true, Except for the fact that, well, it is true. (laughs) And if you thought Minoan couldn't get any better, well, that's actually where you would be wrong. So I want you to stay tuned for more info in just about 15 minutes from now that'll make you want to sign up for Minoan the minute this episode is over. All right, so stay tuned in just a few minutes and hear a little bit more about why you want to sign up for your free, totally free, Minoan account the minute this podcast is over. In just a moment, you'll meet Julia Rossi, a Shark Tank alum turned hospitality entrepreneur. Julia has spent the better part of her career working in corporate sales and marketing for a myriad of SaaS companies. But back in 2015, Julia had an idea for a fairly niche product. And that product was called Neat Cheeks, flavored face wipes for children. As a mom of young children, Julia knew how difficult it was to get her kids to sit still while wiping their faces after a gooey snack. And that's when the idea of Neat Cheeks was born. After securing an investment from Barbara, from Shark Tank, and building the brand over the next couple of years, Julia wound up exiting from the business so she could pursue her other passions of design and hospitality. In this episode, Julia shares the founding story of her design consultancy, Gray Domain, how she brought McKinsey Corner, an intelligently designed and fully shoppable Airbnb to life, and how Julia thinks STR hosts can leverage their spaces as more than just places to stay. All right, without further ado, get ready to meet Julia. All right, Julia, welcome to the show. It is so, so great to be here with you.
0: Thank you. I Likewise, this is very um, invigorating for me to be on your show. I've listened to just about them all, I feel like. So always really excited to hear about other people's stories and so excited to be on to share ours today.
1: Well, I'm sorry that you've had to listen to my voice <laughs> for for yeah. that many hours. It's a lot. That's a lot of hours. <laughs> no, it's good.
0: You know what? I spent a lot of far too much time DIY painting projects that I liked far too much time more than I'd like to admit. So it's great listening material. And I just heard that you had another Shark Tank alum on your show. That was a really yeah. fun one to listen.
1: You, so. Yeah, yeah. That I, I believe that was Bunham from uh, Swimply, and uh, yeah, it, that that story was crazy. He like literally yeah. like it drops like the day before COVID <laughs> hits, uh, or, or like the day before it's declared a global um, pandemic. Um, yes. But yeah, we we speaking of that, so, so we have a lot to talk about today. We we uh, we have to talk about Shark Tank since you were on Shark Tank. I want to okay. hear about Gray Domain, which is your okay. your company, and then of course I want to hear about the Airbnb Mackenzie Corner that you recently launched. And you've launched uh, this like really interesting. It's really you've taken a really interesting approach, right? It's a it's a totally like shoppable stay. So there are loads of interesting things that we're going to cover today, but. I actually, I actually want to start with Gray Domain because I love the name, and I didn't understand what the name meant. To be honest, I was like, "Huh!" Like, it, it, like, it, it, I was intrigued enough to Google and like find your website, and I loved your positioning statement, which you can reveal to the listeners. But I want to, I want to hear the story of where Gray Domain begins, and then we'll tackle okay. the other things.
0: Okay, uh, I hope you're in for a backstory here. So, uh, yeah, Kevin and I, so my husband Kevin and I, we. Are essentially a design build team. Um, but that has been an, evol- an evolution to get to that point. Really, like the genesis of Gray Domain is you know, he and I have been married for almost 15 years. And I am a natural born creative, a natural born entrepreneur. I wish I could shut off my brain, it just <laughs> doesn't work that way. And so, one of those tactical outlets for me is design. Um, and being creative that way. And so when Kevin and I got married, he and I were actually doing home renovation projects well before we even knew each other. I grew up with a father in the trade. My mom's like a master organizer. Um, His parents um, owned an, an electrician company. Um, For 35 years, his mom was like a top real estate agent. So grew up around these trades, right? And learned a lot of skills. And so then when we both started like purchasing our own properties in our very young 20s, we really started that journey of DIY and trying to do things ourselves. And for the listeners, what gray domain really means is between DIY and refined, there's a little bit of gray. And that is our domain. And so it. Love it, love
1: it. Is is it just like, as a marketer, the marketer in me like loves the positioning. (laughs) It's it's a great, it's a great like tagline.
0: Thank you. Uh, So it's now as we've been, where that really started was when we got married and moved into our most recent home, which we call Casa Rossi, um, and really started building out our family. It was a way for me to journal and to just- basically vent this creative side of myself and it's also where like the origin of kevin and i just like learned how well we work together as a team Hmm. so i'll come up with these really exciting ideas and sketch them out thanks dad i learned that from him um and he can help essentially architect it and build it he's very handy so we just create it like just you know it's It was a way for us to, yeah, to really have an outlet, a creative outlet and start documenting, um, you know, our DIY projects. And then it started taking traction Hmm. and people started getting interested in what we were doing and the projects and the creative side and started following along and messaging us and Hey, can you help me with the design of this room? Or I have this project. Can you help there? So it's, brands also. I mean, it's been a great opportunity just to begin as a platform. That's yes. kind of where it started, um, but really was more or less that creative journaling for for me.
1: What's so cool about this story is, one, it, I, I always think it's fun when you get to work on something with your partner that's not just like your relationship or, or your kids, which are obviously incredibly important things to to work on together. But it's always fun when there's there is some some project or w- whether it's a home renovation, whether it's a business, whether it's both right, that you get to work on with your significant other that's, uh, that that's, you know, wonderfully special. Um, my wife and I got to found spontaneous together when we were on the road before we had our, our little one. And that was like, a, just a getting to work on that it was you, you get to see like a different side of each other, right? It, it's almost like you see the professional side, which most yeah. of the time, you know, she goes to work, I go to work or, you know, whatever it might be. And you don't really see your, your in this case, spouse uh, in that context. And when you do get to work on a project together, especially if that project is a business, you get to see those traits come out, which is, uh, which can be scary at times, um, but <laughs> but it's mostly, is mostly really fun.
0: It is really fun. And to that end, like he and I have like professional careers that are, very far apart from each other Hmm. and we've always found in discussions over our careers that they have parallel moments and parallel themes and that's been really interesting but then taking it to the project side of things and yeah with the gray domain um and just the home renovation step it's it's so cool to see that we can actually work together hand in hand like that because a lot of couples can't or don't want to um yeah and so it's it's really, I think, helped us be able to solve problems um together and then, you know, just kind of work through things that we need to find creative solutions for. And then also it gives us time to talk.
1: Mm, so yeah.
0: Great kids. Um, it gives us time to just talk. And that's where a lot of other like life brainstorming happens. Or as I mentioned, we have like very different. Like day job careers or or used to very recently used to um and so it gave us time to talk and just find those parallels and what we were doing in our day-to-day so
1: i i couldn't agree more and i, I love it so i, I want to you you're not like new to entrepreneurship you're not new to to building uh brands and companies what what is the story I know that you have a, a professional career in sales and marketing I'd love to hear a little bit about that as well but but you you made it onto Shark Tank. So what what is like that story? What was the product that you had built, and and what happened? What happened there?
0: Yeah. So yes, um, <laughs> what happened there was I think strokes of luck, and then also <laughs> hard work. Um, yeah. So actually, starting really with my day job, um, yes, corporate sales and marketing, essentially been in software SaaS sales for twenty years i just got out of that industry to focus on this full time um kevin was um law enforcement executive law enforcement officer for almost 20 years as well and he just retired from that as well Um, well congratulations
1: to both of you first and foremost
0: yeah so um no better time than the present. i think we were talking about that earlier (laughs) so as far as shark tank goes i had met my business partner when I was in my day job and, you know, just gravitate naturally to entrepreneurial type of people and idea share type of people. Um, anyway, fast forward, we co-founded a business where we invented the world's first flavored face wipe. Um, and that we marketed to kids. You have a seven month old. So this is probably the time where there's like that face wipe aversion happening where it's like, I don't want you to wipe my face. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I took definitely took a hard right out of SaaS and into consumer packaged goods, and just jumped right in with both feet, figuring things out from the ground up um, because this is a category that never existed, a product that never existed. Wow, had to patented um, in Canada and the U.S. There was a lot that went into that process, um, and so essentially, we applied to be on Shark Tank season five. And at that time, it was typing up. I think you had to have a very short paragraph and a picture. And I remember sitting in Panera for probably three hours on like, you know, extended lunch break from the office between sales calls and just going over this paragraph. Like, what am I going to say over and over again? I probably did like 40 iterations of this paragraph. And finally, just hit send. Um, and then, yeah, they, the producers essentially called us almost immediately and we ended up getting in talks with them. However, we were, we were pre revenue at that time. Yeah. So hadn't had any sales. Um, and so the sharks at that time had said, you know, we need, we need some, we need revenue for this next series. Um, and so, of course, as a salesperson, I'm like, what do you need? Yeah. Like, tell me how much in sales do we need? So, fast forward again to the next season, we ended up um, landing Walgreens, um, a local Walgreens, and had, I think it was like $3,300 in sales or something. But like something, that. but,
1: but something. Box, okay? Yeah, you checked the box. Yeah,
0: I mean, we checked the box. We were post revenue at that point. And, uh, yeah, at that time they actually required a video. So we had to submit a video. And if you've ever seen the movie with, who was it? There's two guys that are applying for like the Google.
1: Oh yes. The, the intern or something like that. The intern. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And it's just like you just see their two heads in the video. You know, that was basically me and my business partner at the time that were just like toggling back and forth. And then you pan out and you see our plethora of children between the two of us and vote oh, for our mom. And we ended up, yeah, we ended up on the on the show after that, which was great. It was wow. a it was a wind. Wow. Wow.
1: All right, friends, it's me again with just a wee bit more info about our friends at Minoan. So in addition to providing hosts with a completely free system to help streamline furnishing and granting hosts access to hundreds of discounts on the world's leading brands, Minoan also enables hosts to make their homes shoppable in a way that's subtle and also sophisticated. So here's an example of how this works. Let's say a guest sends you a message remarking how well they slept during their stay. And they ask, you know, what kind of mattress was in the master bedroom because when they get home they want to buy a new mattress because again they had just such a beautiful night's sleep right well as it turns out it was a purple mattress that you had ordered via Minoan when you were furnishing your home. Well, if that guest does go and buy a purple mattress, Minoan thinks that you should get a cut of that sale, right? After all, it was a great night's sleep on your mattress that convinced this guest that they had to have the same one. So Minoan's technology enables hosts to earn commissions on everything from mattresses to coffee makers and soaps to sofas. You can save on high-end furnishings upfront. And then if you want, you have the ability to earn cash money whenever your guests buy the products that they fell in love with while they were staying at your vacation rental so again you don't have to do this right you can just use minoan to buy these incredible glorious furnishings for your home you don't also have to make your home shoppable but if you want to do that minoan provides a really easy simple way to do this that does not you know disturb guest experience it's not like there's like price tags on everything right like it's a very subtle very sophisticated kind of like one little qr code uh, that you can put anywhere in your in your home and folks can go in and, and and explore the um the furnishings uh, around your space, just by quickly scanning that that QR code, you could throw it in your, you know, on your kitchen sink near your kitchen sink, or you could put it, you know, near uh, near the guest bedroom, whatever it might be, right? Um, so I want you to take a moment right after this conversation, or you could pause the episode and do this right now, and I want you to sign up for a free count at MinoanExperience.com. Please, please, please tell the folks there that Zach from Behind the Stays sent you their way. Just head on over to Minoan. That's M-I-N-O-A-N, experience.com. And again, be sure to tell them that Zach from Behind the Stays sent you their way. Thanks, guys. Really, really appreciate you taking some time to check out Minoan. And let me know what you think about their offerings after Shark Tank, like what, what happens? Like, do you, do you guys see this like huge, like boost? Did you like, w- like what, when, what, what ended up happening to the business? I mean, again, it's a very oh. niche product, oh, yeah. right? Like very, very, yeah. I mean, flavored face wipes. It's like who, who, h- how do you come up with an idea like that? Right. <laughs> and yet you are right. Like my son hates like anytime we, we are like trying to like wipe his face, he's like turning and like, you know, he's very uncomfortable. Right. Um, so it's an, int- it's an interesting idea. So, but, but like, yeah, like what, what, what ended up happening after shark tank and what happened to the business?
0: So, uh, yeah, we ended up closing a deal with one of the sharks, which is great. Um, with, with Barbara Oh wow! and, and yeah. And then, um, you know, fast forward, we ended up taking the business as far as we could take it. I had an exit from the business and I should mention too, I was, Um, I think I was like eight or nine months pregnant on the show with my youngest. I I have three kids that are all just very shy of two years apart from each other. So growing this company while I was physically growing a family, I mean, I remember putting in three or four all-nighters every single week pregnant. It's not easy to do, um, but I learned a lot of grit tenacity. I learned that I can do this. I even learned on, on shark tank when I was in the, in the tank with the sharks, that I could command the presence Hmm. and shift the conversation. Right. And that was a moment for me that I had never experienced in that type of a negotiation because it really is very much like they're firing at you for, we were in there for, (laughs) for, I think about an hour and a half, two hours. Some people are in there short time. Some people are in there a long time. Um, And so you at some point have to take ownership of that dialogue and like shift the conversation to work the negotiations into your favor and so I learned a lot about myself but ultimately I realized that it was time like to go on and to I wanted to learn how to grow up a company and take it to the next level right so start up and then what about next level and then what about next level and yeah so I I left the business I had an exit from that business and then I went back into software to help build teams um, in back in the software space. And I did that. Um, I've been doing that for the last you know, eight, nine years um, for a couple of companies. And yeah, during that evolution, what I found after leaving that company or having that exit is I still needed this creative outlet yeah. because entrepreneur. Yes. I'm building software sales teams and, um, helping product build and doing all this thing. I'm just a builder, but I personally still needed that creative outlet. Yeah. And one of the things that struck me about, um, you know, neat cheeks and building that company is how much time, it took because it was a new category for people to understand the concept of flavor. Hmm. So we had some competitors out there that were scented wipes, but they weren't. You couldn't taste them, right? So for ours, we used stevia, um, which is not sugar, doesn't affect your glycolic index. It's actually a natural humectant, so it seals in moisture on your face. My kids had very, very, very sensitive skin. And so um Long story short, we had to go out and sample the product.
1: Yeah, a and lot. I'm
0: hand sure. it to people. Yeah. <laughs> they open it, wipe it across your lips, and then lick your lips. And then you see the difference and you always notice this like aha moment. Hmm. Well, it was expensive, yeah. took a lot of time just to get people to understand that. And as a a, a product owner myself, a brand owner, I'm like how do I make this easier? That was always on my mind. Um and years and years, even before this, I had the idea of shoppable tiny homes. Wow. So I left, had that exit, got back into gray domain because I needed that creative outlet, started doing more DIY projects at home, just as that like released from like the corporate environment to help me feel like I was still tied to that entrepreneurial spirit. And I just... You know, Kevin and I got to the point where we were like, let's get back into real estate, back into rentals, start diversifying our assets a little bit, maybe purchase a short term rental. And I said, let's take this opportunity to take that idea that I had years ago.
1: Yeah. The
0: problem that I experienced as a product owner with sampling (laughs) and the passion that I have for supporting brands and small businesses, and let's dump that all into like the true, like, just foundational pillars of McKinsey Corner and, and ultimately start expanding great domain into short-term rentals. And so that's what we did. We, we basically parlayed all of that experience into McKinsey Corner. We invested in Waco, Texas um, after a good amount of market research, my husband did, he found, <laughs> he found Waco is so funny after he's running all these numbers and doing all of this analysis and we're sitting in our bedroom one night and he's like, you know, like what do you think about Waco? Here's <laughs> here are the stats that I found. And I just started laughing. I'm like, you realize what's in Waco? And he's like, what? <laughs> my, Magnolia. And he's like, well, <laughs> you know what that is. I'm like, oh my uh... God. <laughs> but there are millions of visitors a month to Waco, yeah. um, close to Baylor University, um, near and dear to the Magnolia franchise and it's a very very competitive short-term rental market. So I knew that design had to be a huge part of this. But ultimately what I decided to do or what we decided to do was to create McKinsey Corner as a design canvas that would allow us to essentially bring that sampling, yeah. you know, that I was doing with the face wipes, bring that into the most intimate setting possible. Yeah. Right? To the home. Yeah. Where I- could come in and they could sit on the couch. They can lounge on the couch. They can smell the diffuser oils. They can see the lighting. They can use the ring light. They can lay on the bed and they can have this very immersive quality, designed, inspiring and comfortable experience. And they're going to leave going, I want to replicate that in my own house.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know?
0: And that's where we then can support that shoppable moment. Um, and what's cool about this is I know there's like the Minoans out there, which I think is phenomenal, by yeah. the way. I think that's one great way to get that shoppable moment. But for us, I wanted to take it a step further and actually connect with the brands hmm. and and say, you know. This is the shoppable aspect is one way that we can help you drive your business forward. Um because you know we're going to place your brand in the in the moment that they need to use it and they're going to have a great experience because literally everything around them is designed to be inspiring and comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it's the perfect setting, but I realize how hard it is to also get that content. Yeah. That moment where they try it or that testimonial, or the the pictures of them using the product in the house, right? Like, those are, that content is almost as hard to get consistently as a brand owner as, like, the sampling. And so, we we also expanded Grey Domain into, like, UGC creation. Um, So, we are, you know, a design-build team. We promote and support innovative brands through our design canvases which are our homes and our portfolio um we help these brands acquire new customers um but we also help them generate this content this this very real life intimate content and sometimes it needs to be highly styled and stuff well we have the perfect space for that yeah um yeah there's there's a lot that we do there Yeah. Um, to help monetize our property but then to also really feed the pillars and the va- of the value system that we have in our business.
1: What uh what's so interesting about about this approach, right? And you know, I think Minoan is doing this great at scale, but like the, this whole this whole idea of of native advertising, right? And being yeah. this the, that is sort of the next the next yeah. generation, the next iteration of great ads are going to happen natively, meaning we yep. are consumers are going to interact with the products. They're going to feel them themselves and then they're going to realize, oh, hey, I just had the best night of sleep I've had in like years. What is this mattress, right? Or, oh my gosh, yeah. like I love, you know, the this tea kettle, heated water in less than 60 seconds. Oh my gosh, like amazing. I love it. Like what is fellow? You know, let me go look at the, let me go look into this a little bit more whatever it is. And so, I think this is this is the way in which consumers are going to act, interact with brands. It's already happening, but it's just going to happen more and more at scale. But what but I think the interesting thing that you're doing is You've got like this two sides of a marketplace, right? You're also talent going back to the brands who are placing product in your space and you're saying, hey, we're going to help get you marketing collateral that, is, that that shows people actually interacting and using your product that you can use for whatever purposes that you want. How do you get that done? Like, Is this just like an influencer play where basically you bring in influencers, they come in, they stay, and then they just send the content back to the brand? Or, or how is that working?
0: Yeah. There's a couple of ways that we do that. So, um, you know, I take photography, so that's, that's one way. So it's just pictures and videos, um, of our family, for example, or our guests, um, that are okay with it. Yeah. Um, or partnering with specific photographers that want to break into more of an editorial, um, you know, type of business for themselves. Um, so it's, The big piece is like we, in addition to like that content, we also drive PR. So there's a lot, there's a lot behind it. Um, So we're taking these very stylized images um, and we're reaching out to PR outlets to get them in magazines. Well, if, if they're seen in magazines, it's not just supporting our business, but it's supporting the, the ecosystem of brands that are in that photograph as well. Um, and there's ways to do that with apartment therapy and just there's so many different PR outlets that you can be seen in. Um, I think a good example of that is um, when you walk into the home, you'll notice art takes center stage. And so um, one of the ways that I wanted to support brands is to bring in artists to rotate them, but also have artists in residency in the place. Because it's one thing to see something online, but what we're really good at is bringing that experience to life through design and in person. Um, you got to see the product, feel the product offline yeah. and art is a big piece of that. And so we have seven women artists in residency at, um, uh, McKenzie corner. Wow. And, and, um, so through a series of photographs I'd worked with, um, a Waco photographer, her name is Brianne Johnson. She's phenomenal. She does, she now shoots for, um, the Waconian, um, but when I had initially worked with her, she wanted to break into editorial. Um, And so one of the things that, um, you know, I did is I took some of the images that we collaborated on and I reached out to a number of, of outlets and we ended up meeting, or I ended up meeting with women United art magazine and um, had essentially like, I think it's like a four page spread in, in that magazine, love supporting Mona and her magazine, but then also had the opportunity to showcase Brianne's work. Yeah. And then also um, showcase the seven female artists at McKinsey Corner in this um in this article. And so it's just kind of the gift that keeps on giving, but you do have to think outside of the box a bit, right? Yeah. So um it's it's really taking the content to the next level. I'm sure you've heard that like trending sound. Everything is content. Everything <laughs> is content. But you know, as you're as you're building or going through the design build of a project, documenting that process, um, and then as you're like networking with people, um, how can they be a part of this yeah. and help you promote them? Right, as you're reaching out to these PR outlets, so it's like taking every little bit of it and going, okay, what brands create a story together, and then let's try to let's try to take that, yeah, uh, and monetize it in a way that's beneficial, or or share that in a way that's beneficial for everybody.
1: Hey guys, it's Zach. If you're enjoying this episode, could you do me two very quick favors? First, this show is possible thanks to a handful of incredible organizations who've signed on to be advertising partners of Behind The Stays. It would mean the world to me if you'd take just a second to scroll down to the show notes and go learn more about this episode's sponsor. Even if you aren't in the market for agency support or a new PMS at the moment, it never hurts to be aware of who else is out there. And second, if you're listening to this episode on Spotify, could you be so kind as to give Behind The Stays a 5-star rating? And if you're on Apple Podcasts, could you submit a quick review and let me know what you love most about the show? I know it seems trivial, but these things really, really do help us grow the show. And just a reminder that if you've ever got feedback from me on how to make the show better, shoot me an email directly at Zach, that's Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com. You all really are the best. I love receiving your emails and DMs. All right, so check out the sponsor and leave us a rating and a review, please. All right, guys, back to the show. It's such an interesting concept, right? Um, I, I feel like it's incredibly hard to pull off well because, right? Meaning, you. Uh, talk, I guess I, I, let's start with what. What do the relationships with the brands look like? So let's let's just take a. Uh, do you guys use? Do you do anything with Fellow by chance? I'm just pick Don't do it
0: with fellow. Okay. Mm-mm.
1: So, uh, not yet. Pay, uh yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and and they are not a sponsor or anything like that. I just recently like I'm like dying for a fellow uh tea kettle cuz like the, I I was at a, I was at an Airbnb like a couple weekends ago and I they had one and I've used them before but I was just reminded how much like I love them. But again, they are not a sponsor. Um, but I, I'm curious, like, can can you walk us through what uh what an agreement, what what sort of a contract with a brand might look like, just so we can solidify this for the audience a little bit more? So yeah, it's for placement sure. for sure. Maybe you get a discount on you know on, on the actual piece of furniture or, or or on the item. But then I'm I'm really curious about the user generated content component of like getting that content back to the brand. Like, what 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 do these relationships actually look like? Yeah.
0: So I'll give you some very specific examples um, and and just to like set the foundation. So I believe very strongly that people who have a background in DIY, they're already DIYers, maybe influencers on Instagram, on TikTok. There is so much opportunity for you. If you're listening to get into the short-term rental world, Mm -hmm. because you already have that DIY design background. Yeah. You can go in and do a lot of it. Like for us, we took 11 trips back and forth to waco and and diy flipped this house in less than 90 days wow and but a big part of that was the planning and i think the people that are in that space already have a leg up because they understand influencer marketing and they're doing some of these deals already with sponsored um, content for those that are in short-term rentals that want to get into it ultimately how i approached it i approached it with our value proposition and it's actually not a discount on the product. I asked for the product. So what that does as a short-term rental owner is it helps me reduce my initial startup expenses. Yep. So they gave me the product. I'll give you an example, like Apartment to Be. Okay. It's a phenomenal brand. They do um, quick ship custom furniture. Okay. And they sponsored our main sofa in our living room. Like if I were to go out and purchase that, that would be four to $6,000.
1: Sure. Sure. Yep.
0: Right. However, for them to go out and pull off a styled shoot, (laughs) a photo shoot with that, um, it would cost more. At least
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. If not more. Yeah. yeah.
0: So it's a a very fair trade to just get the product in the home. Um, And then when you tell them, hey, we're going to have X number of guests through the house in a year, and you are creating this memorable moment for them, um, like, there's certainly trust there, but that's that's the presentation to the brand, right? Yeah, um, so then, then but
1: but how how do you quantify that, right? So like I understand the free product. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's incredible. Like you, it—they it, must have gone and like looked at your stuff and like seen what you were doing. And no, no one's just going to give anyone who asks a six thousand dollars free couch, right? Uh, but so, so you—you yeah. you clearly had enough working for you where people were like, "Oh, I see what I see. You know w- what Julia's doing. I'm a fan of her work. Like th- this makes sense for uh, you know for us for, from a brand standpoint. But then, but then, like in terms of quantifying it to them, like. What does that Mm -hmm. look like? Like beyond, do you do one photo shoot? Are you regularly going in and taking like over the course of a year, different photos or videos with people using the couch? Like how how does that work?
0: So every brand has like different requirements. And then also you have to realize like, what is your time?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So um, what I started with was ultimately sponsored product. I personally did not have the time because we needed <laughs> to renovate this home, um, in 90 days or less. Yeah. I didn't have the time to do a very thorough, like k- agreement negotiation with, you know, 25 different brands. Um, so I just kept it very simple initially. And it also allowed me to build trust with them.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so I, you know, promised, you know, specific, um, content photography, um, images, um, licensing rights for their marketing, um, because we work with brands in two ways. We either post the content on our socials yep uh, and on our website to drive traffic to their products and, or we create the content and we allow them to license that for their paid ad strategy. yep So um, a lot of it is licensing. So we kept the agreements pretty basic and just gave them in my opinion, what I thought, thought was a fair price for my time to do the actual content creation and deliver that back. I think that's going to feel and look different for everyone. Yep. Um, and I think you'll also, as you start getting into it, recognize like how long it does take to create this content. And then you'll start raising your, your rates yeah. over time going, okay, this took me about 12 hours. Yeah. And so, you know, <laughs> um, but But we were in there doing it anyway. We're building it anyway. And then from there, you know, my strategy has been to go back to those partners and say, okay, we have, you know, like I was just back at the property doing some maintenance and did another styled photo shoot and had a slew of more content. So now I can go back to them and say, hey, here are, you know, seven you know, images that I curated for you. Yeah. Are you interested in licensing any of these for any of your upcoming campaigns? Like, tell me about what you're doing. What campaigns are you doing? Where? What retailers are you trying to sell through? Yeah. How can I help you drive people to those retailers? Coming from a product, you know, CPG background, a product and brand company myself, I was building these brand ambassador programs and yeah. influencer programs back in the day. And so a lot of what I wanted was their help to drive sales through a specific retailer. And so I take that same approach with these brands and just try to understand what their campaigns need to look like. And that's how I start factoring in the time that it would take to do that and putting a dollar sign to it. What's I wish I had like a hard fast. No, no,
1: no, no, no. You know, I mean, five
0: dollars per license image, but it's not That's it You know, takes a little bit of time to figure that out.
1: Of course. And I mean, you're charting like new territory, right? Like these ideas of this idea of creating shoppable experiences is still so freaking new. Like half the, you know, the majority of people, when you hear shoppable experience, probably don't even know what that actually means. Right. So it's still, it's still sort of like a nascent strategy. That said, one of the things that came to mind when you were just chatting was a lot of the folks who tune into to this podcast they work with a lot of influencers and a lot of creators to come to their spaces right they do you know giveaway campaigns or free night exchanges or whatever it is to to get content uh and, and again that's great and a lot of folks use that content for their social or for their airbnb listing whatever it might be there's you know more and more conversation about the real value of influencers and you know okay like how many how many uh free nights do you really want to give and all this stuff but what's super interesting about what what you've done with these agreements you have in place with with these brands that i think could be applied to the folks is like rather than saying hey come to my place and just take whatever photo whatever lifestyle content you want you you could actually have influencers that are coming to your space Photograph specific products that are in your space already with the product and then you turn around and give them back to the brand and that's part of your agreement whether it's sort of a monthly like licensing agreement whether it's kind of a one time thing whatever that yeah. hopefully ends up paying for the quote-unquote free night that you gave. And then you can still use the content that the influencer gathered for for your own social media. So it's almost like finding that this could be a creative way for folks to sort of monetize the the quote-unquote free night that they're giving away to creators in exchange for great content.
0: You are in my head. That's exactly, that's exactly what we're doing. We're just trying to find every possible way to make every piece of content stretch the furthest.
1: Yeah.
0: And look for creative ways to monetize because there's something in it for everyone. And we do have an example of that. Um Diane Klausner, she's a phenomenal photographer. Um she does um like lifestyle photography and she goes to Airbnbs, short-term rentals and um and photographs them. When she came to our place, um she did a bo- a boudoir shoot. Wow. Right. Wow. This is a whole other angle on McKinsey corner, Yeah, but I knew that was going to be valuable for us because I wanted to market our like off days through peer space to photographers, to people who could come in and do photo shoots. Yeah. Now yeah, we could have examples. And then at the same time, um, you know, there was um, a company that provided a bunch of card games, like family card games. And so, um, had her very specifically take some pictures of those card games so that I could share that with, um, with that company and so yeah it's just how can you how can you stretch it as far as possible
1: yeah you know it w- would also be interesting to you i'm sure you or maybe you've tested this or maybe this is a terrible idea that you've thought about already that you had decided not to test but like i wonder if there's also a way to get get your guests involved of like hey you know by posting a photo on your insta whatever with this particular hashtag you you can get 30 off of this product should you decide to purchase it yourself or something like that like the most yeah. authentic of UGC and, uh-huh. and I wonder I wonder if that's also something that we'll see more of is like how do you get your guests who are interacting with the products who are all gonna look really different. They're from different backgrounds. They're there for different reasons, but they're using the same product. How do you give that to brands to do what, you know, they, they want with
0: so that is like the next evolution of what we're doing. It's it's like the hashtag strategy. Yeah. Tag us, with it, right? And then you get a free night's stay or this or that. So yeah, that's definitely um a very very close radar item for us that we're going to be implementing soon. One, we're just coming up on we're not even a year in yet, yeah. so we're still <laughs> there's still a lot that we're doing, which is exciting.
1: One of the um yeah and it, honestly it, it looks so cool like what you guys have done with the space is just like every every like nook looks different and like as fun like you can you can tell like it all works together but you can also tell that like oh there are specific spots that you could like stage a, a you know a photo shoot or there, there are specific elements of the room that were curated very intentionally for this particular focal point so i it, it, it is a really really cool space i the, the big question that folks have when it comes to shoppable experiences, right? And native advertising for the folks that have that are familiar with it, right? Is like, how do you sort of balance, you know, the space so that it still feels like I'm being I'm being overwhelmed with like hospitality, right? Um, and I'm not in a store, right? And and I think that that's like I, I've paid for this to to come to this vacation rental, right? I've paid for the short term rental why am I being like advertised to, to buy other things? Right. And again, this is you know, this is maybe yeah. a little bit more towards like people that have like the, you know, they have a closet where it's like, Hey, like for $5, you can have a bag of Oreos from the closet or kind of thing. Like maybe, maybe this isn't quite the direction that you all are taking it, but how, how do you think through that? And how have you thought about balancing, balancing it so that it, it people can still really enjoy the space for what it primarily is, which is a short-term rental, while also you know, being able to access these additional quote unquote amenities and, and opportunities, should they wish to do so?
0: Yeah, that's a really great question. So, in my opinion, it has to be completely genuine. And you really have to breathe life into the products and the experience through design. Hmm. So when you walk into McKinsey Corner, People are surprised, actually. So we get that feedback a lot. Um, And it's so comfortable. But everywhere you look, you are inspired by something different. Hmm. And so the intentionality, as you mentioned earlier, and thank you for noticing that, is so important um, through the design. So we don't have like price tags or like anything like that around or like, hey, buy this or buy that. It's just it's a beautifully designed space. And it's inspiring to look at and it's really comfortable. And so the natural like, cause and effect there is when that happens, the symptom of that is people are going to reach out and go, where in the world? I just had literally the best night's sleep of my life. (laughs) Where did you get those sheets? And I'm like, perfect. You know, that's Sheets and Giggles. They're a local Colorado company. And then you have the ability to share this founder story. So, um, but ultimately one of the, one of the things that we've done is, um, so, so guests can come in and feel inspired. We have a little, um, a little QR code that they can scan, um, on kind of one of the handouts that we have yep. where, um, they can, they can, you know, come to our, they can come to our socials. And then that's where they can see like the founder stories that we present about some of these brands and they can see what we're doing, but the coolest thing that we just implemented is a tablet right by the front door it's a product called guest view okay and the whole the whole intention of this is in one location in the house we just have a QR code yeah and if you like something that you saw or you want to take a memory back home scan here and that takes you to like that shoppable experience. I think some people are using Minoan. Yep. For us, we're using you know um, affiliate links, and we're we're trying to capture them actually to our own website, yep. um, so that we can remarket to them and get them into our own mailing list and um, share more about what we do. So um, I think everything every. Every experience, the intention there is to drive them to, like, want to scan that because they just want to know more. Yeah. But it really, it's got to be good design. It yeah. really has to. Yeah.
1: Last-minute cancellations suck. And that's why we built Ping. Ping makes it easy for guests to be notified when their favorite Airbnbs become available. Ping is a simple widget that lives on your website or your direct booking site, and allows your fans and followers to sign up and be notified if their preferred dates become available. Here's how it works. Jimmy sees that you're booked the whole month of October, but he wants to be notified if any three-night window in the month becomes available. Jen is a returning guest, and she wants to be notified if any week in June, July, or August becomes available. In a matter of seconds, Jimmy and Jen fill out the simple form and they will be pinged if the requested dates become available. And as a host, you will immediately get pinged via email with Jimmy and Jen's contact information and requested dates, which enables you to build up your own database of guest email addresses. Ping is what the best Airbnb hosts use to maximize bookings. You can get access to our beta pricing with plans that start at just $39 a year at bnbping.com. Again, that's bnbping.com. What I what I like about what you're, you're doing too is it's from what it sounds like is is partnering with like boutique brands. Um, which, which is also like really awesome. Like I know that, you know, folks like Minoan are, are fantastic. They have got like, you know, access to West Elm and, and CB2 and like, you know, major like, you know, beautiful brands where you can buy high-end furniture and they've got like parachute sheets and, and all that fun stuff, which again... All great brands, but all national brands, right? Whereas they're not going to have like a you know the mom and pop sort of uh, boutique shop down the street in Waco that might have the freaking world's best coffee mugs, right? Like they're they're just not going to have access to that uh, that that inventory. But but you could right in, in theory, and and I think that that's it. That's a really interesting approach, especially for folks who are really trying to define a sense of place that is that is contextually relevant to its surroundings is it may not make the most sense to have a shoppable experiment, experiment experience with <laughs> national brands. It might make a lot more sense and be way, way, way more genuine. If everything yeah. in the home came from like a 60 mile radius of that home or, or something like that. Right. Uh, th- that's also just, that adds to the story of the place.
0: Yeah. You can create a very niche, yeah. you know, you can really niche down in that which is exciting for us. We also look at short-term rentals as like building local community too. So it's not just the products, but it's also the services that are offered. Um, You know, we love the fact that, you know, our property management partners this it's a small business in Waco yeah. I mean, we're not there we have to have a team there to help us and so any opportunity i have you know we like to promote DNL vacation rentals and you know Jessica and Amy and the people that are taking care of their turnover of the space and making sure that our brand standards are met with um you know the style and design cuz it's not easy yeah. right everything has to look new every time you walk in um and so yeah, you can get really, really local with that approach, which is really fun. And then you just establish that that local community. It really helps everyone, which is fantastic. Um, it gives people's jobs. It helps people promote their local businesses. Um, we We do like to take kind of a... Um, a more small business approach, just because again, kind of going back to like the ethos of this whole thing. It's like, that's one of our main pillars, just because I know how hard it is yeah, as a business to get your brand out there. You know, when I was on Shark Tank, Mr. Wonderful, I think said, I, I was a cockroach or a cockroach and a half because I was pregnant. But what he meant by that is, <laughs> um, you know, one of these large companies like a Johnson Johnson or something can just come by and just step on you because you're so small in this huge marketplace And, you know, we learned in this process that, you know, consumer has three seconds to see your product and decide to touch it, feel it, pick it up or to move on three seconds to capture that experience. So now in this immersive native advertising model, you're, you're, it's a benefit to the, it's a benefit to the guest because everything that you're seeing touching is high quality. It really is great. Um, But there are stories behind the products. There is there's a feeling there is entrepreneurship behind these products and these services. And so I feel like it's our duty to help them be seen, you know, on a very intimate level amongst all of all of these other all of these others. So
1: well, also from like a brand standpoint, right? Like I'm thinking like, if you do really focus on niche brands in in your local market to the best of your ability, right? I mean, if you if you can do that, then when I am sitting down in this incredible chair and putting my foot, you know, my feet up on this like wonderful footrest, I'm like, wow, like this is amazing. Like, what is this chair? Come to find out it's from a boutique furniture sh- shop that happens to be five miles away. I might actually then go. Especially if I'm in market for something, Absolutely. I might actually go and check out the store when it, you know. Whereas I, I would never think about going to a boutique furniture store while on my vacation. Otherwise, right? And I think that like that is, that's what's really interesting. If you, if you do, if you can, and and do focus on sort of a, a local market and to the brand, right? It's like, hey, like you're, we're driving traffic to your store while these people from out of town right, are, are here, they, yeah. they would have no way of knowing your brand otherwise. Now they know your brand. And at mm-hmm. best, like they'll come and check out your store, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and actually buy a product. And at worst, at the very least, they now know your name. And so then when they yeah. do go back home, right, and they are in the market for a new lazy boy or whatever it might be, right? Like they can come and, and at least compare prices and check out, your, you know, your 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 online store, right? And so I think it, it's a really interesting and p- potentially an even like Better play for for brands at, at the local level than than taking just a, a you know a, a national approach. So hard, very hard to do, and very very hard to quantify, and very hard to sort of like track efficiently, unless again people are scanning that QR code and then you know buying through the affiliate link. Um, yeah. But but a really cool opportunity. And, and the last thing I'll say, and I've got one final question for you, uh, is you know. Every, a lot of people in this space think that the way to make more money or the way to leave your day job or the way to you know do all this is you just have to add more homes to your portfolio, right? It's always about like, it's like a quantity game, like a lot of, a lot of people think. And that's absolutely like a strategy, right, that, that folks take. Wow. But what, what you're doing, which is really interesting, um, while I think you guys do intend to kind of like grow your portfolio and whatnot, the way that you think about growth, if you can get like more bang for your buck out of a place like McKinsey Corner... That might enable you to not have to get that next home as quickly, or it, the the additional sort of like you know uh, uh re- the additional revenue coming in from these sorts of uh, opportunities, and or just like the lower cost to you know make these spaces live when mm-hmm. when you do get this these sponsored pieces, that that enables you to kind of like play a little bit of a different game, um which, yeah. which I think is is super super helpful especially for those of us that don't have just like unlimited resources to play with. Um, So I, I, I'm a huge, huge fan of, of what you guys are doing. And, and I just, it, it'll be really interesting, Julia, to kind of like see how this continues to evolve.
0: Yeah, we definitely have, I do have dreams of expanding. I have this like boutique hotel vision in my brain that I can't not get out this design already. That's in my head, but you're exactly like hitting the nail on the head. We just want to maximize the profitability and monetization out of every property while helping as many businesses as possible. And um, yeah, some of it is a passion project, like a bit of a labor of love, but there is real money. There's real money for short-term rental owners to take part in these campaigns because, um, this is the future yeah. uh, of a lot of advertising and how brands are getting their content. It's through users, users generating that content. Yeah. UGC, that's what that is, right? So um and and the other way that we go about doing this is through our our design build side of it too. So as we like for example, there is a a foundation brick right that we came across at Lowe's and we're building a grill station platform for a property and I'm like hey this is a really innovative great product it you know is better than a concrete block we can get this job done faster it's lower cost lighter it does the job let's reach out to that brand yeah um when you're building out a short term rental or you're building out doing a project um in my opinion you are when you take, when you kind of shift that business into monetizing it a different way, reaching out to the brand, you're now trying to acquire a client. Hmm. You're trying to acquire a brand partner. You're trying to acquire a retailer, perhaps, right? They sell this product at Lowe's and at Home Depot. You're helping them sell through potentially if they work with you, but now you can sell that content to them. And you can also potentially sell that content to the retailer. So now your project goes from, I'm investing in this project to now I'm investing in client acquisition costs.
1: Interesting. Talk to your,
0: talk to your accountant about what that means yeah. for your business. Yeah. Right when doing these investments in your properties, it completely shifts the way that you can monetize an expense in your business. So, I'm not an accountant, but talk to your accountants about that. Cause it it really opens a whole new door yeah. for short-term rental owners and especially people that are are handy.
1: And I, I know that we touched on it earlier, but I just I just want to say it again because I think the simplest way to test something like this out is for those of you who are already using influencers and creators and you've got them lined up for the summer and the fall or whatever it is. If you do have product in your space that is a recognizable brand, right? Just try this out. Ask that influencer, "Hey, I want you to take at least three photos with you know this product, or I want you to make sure that you're sitting on the West Elm couch like in this particular way when you take." Get, get me all the other stuff that you know i want but but please also do that and then just try it out right like <laughs> go to LinkedIn, find out who yeah. is
0: the pr person the exactly VP of PR for west elm who runs their influencer marketing um go to linkedin find those people reach out to them and and incentivize them like share a google drive with yep. them with some of those images Ask them questions like, "What does your campaign strategy look like for the next six months? Yeah. Are there any? Are are you pushing any particular products? Are you launching any new products? Yeah. Maybe I can help you. Right, send it to my house in the short term rental. We'll get some images for you. Right. So there's so many ways that you can go about this, but it's it's actually more simple than you think. It's just about finding the right contacts and thinking ahead about how you can truly maximize every piece of content." In a number of ways, versus just seeing it as face value.
1: Yeah, yeah, I oh, I love it. And and like you know, the influencers themselves, like if they, again, assuming you work this out with folks ahead of time, you're like, hey, like I own the content that you take in my space, right? That's that's our agreement. In exchange for a stay, I can use this for yeah. whatever I want.
0: Absolutely. If,
1: if 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 that content then gets licensed to West Elm and West Elm posts that content, right? And they tag that influencer. I mean, especially mm-hmm. again, if it's a recognizable brand, like even if it's not a recognizable brand if an influencer most influencers like like to see themselves in other people's content like it's it's a, you know they like sharing they like sharing content they like a, there's a lot of content about themselves typically on on their on their you know socials they they will geek out over the fact that West Elm is sharing a photo that they are in or you know th- that they took, and they'll share that with their audience, which is another play. Like and, yeah. and they'll I guarantee ninety percent of them will share that with their audience, even if they're not being compensated for it, just because it's cool that a West that a name brand is is working you know is sharing their content, right? Which which then is another value add that you could go to West Elm with, like hey you know chances are or or hey throw in an extra you know couple hundred bucks or whatever it is, and we'll ask you know insert influencer name here to share the content with their 100,000 followers once it goes live or something like that, right? Like there's, you you can get really creative with how you do this. And I guess the the one counter to all this is like, okay, it takes a lot of time right, and a lot, a lot of effort. And okay. I'm sure as you know, Julia, like, yes, it does. But I think like, if it can enable you to spin up a home for significantly less money, and if it can enable yeah. you to to sort of increase the re- possible revenue streams associated with that home, then it allows you the freedom to think a little bit more tangibly and specifically about like what your growth strategy is for your business and not yeah. be so tied to sort of the traditional path to growth, which is like, okay, once this new build is up, we got to go start on the next project so that we can be at 10 homes or 50 homes or whatever it is by this particular date.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's just... There's this- we're creative people we're entrepreneurs right so if you just sit down and think about it a little bit you know and You'll really it out. Talk, yeah. <laughs> if i can spin if i can diy flip a house from many states away in 90 days and work with you know um artists and yeah. magazines and apartment to be and chasing paper and temp paper and you know, Sheets and Giggles and all of these companies, it's really, it's an email or two and some follow-up, Yeah, right? Like might take you a few nights and weekends, (laughs) to get through all of that. But, um, but yeah. And then if your viewers have any questions, they can reach out to me because there is like a presentation that you need to be prepared for when you're, when you're talking to some of these brands, I'm happy to, to help and answer questions and things like that. Um, certainly if anyone has questions about what that might look like, um, and then, yeah, I will just say, like, keeping that that immersive, like, really genuine experience is so important. Yeah. So if you're not a designer, working with somebody who has a design background, I think, is really important. So that when you're truly delivering the product to the brand, um, it looks really good. Yeah. And the design kind of speaks through um through it. I think it's important to, to work with the designer if that's not your, your forte. Yeah. Um, and you know, bring in technology where you can, um, you know, I mentioned guest view earlier. It's, it's a tablet. It goes right on the wall. It looks like a picture frame. It's beautiful. You can have a little bit about you. Um, you know, the guest can walk in from the very beginning and that's where it starts this experience. That's where it starts. They can, check in essentially on this tablet and it gives you a, what's your first impression of the space.
1: If it's yeah. anything
0: less than five stars, like you're notified yeah. so that you can like fix it immediately until you're like, so you're not waiting to the last minute, but then it can pull you into that, that guest book experience and that QR code so that if they do see something, you know, it's just one place where they know that they can scan it and go to it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, weaving in a little bit of technology to make that experience just that much better.
1: yeah, totally. Amazing. no, I, I love it. and you you answered my my last question, which was basically oh. like if folks want to understand how to even approach brands, do you have any strategies for that? And it sounds like you've got this a, a presentation or whatnot that you could like walk folks through uh, and and or at least share with them, um which which is great. I, I think that that's the biggest thing. Is like, there's probably folks that are like, yes, I'm ready. Julia, Like, what do I do next? So I'll I'll just direct folks, hey, if you want to learn more about uh, Julia's approach, if you wanna check out her Mackenzie Corner, if you wanna learn more about Gray Domain, I'll have links to websites and Instagram handles and emails and anything else, Julia, that you wanna share all okay, that stuff great. will be in the show notes guys so just scroll on down um and I'm sure that a conversation with Julia will be will be fruitful but I'm just super thankful for for your time and your story and what you're doing it's 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 you're pioneering sort of like new territory here and it's really cool to see this happening in kind of like a bespoke like local fashion and not just Again, I, I love the Minoans of the world, but not just sort of like at, at the national level. So I think that there's a lot that folks can can learn from you, Julia. And thanks for sharing a little bit of your your story with us today.
0: Oh my gosh. It is, I mean, the pleasure is all mine. I'm so thankful for you, Zach, for hosting this and just allowing me to to help a little bit if I can if I can inspire help one other short term rental owner, I'm here to do it. So um, thank you.
1: Of course. It's been a pleasure. Okay, that was kind of weird, but um, we're going to roll with it. Subscribe, um, and thanks in advance. All right, everyone, see you next time.